Hey, it's Natalia, and you're listening to another episode of my podcast where we talk about achieving native like fluency in English. Today, I would like to introduce you to my student, Clara. The interview that you're about to hear was her final assignment after the individual mentorship program that she did with me. And in the future, I'll introduce you to more amazing individuals, and you'll get to listen to interviews with more of my students. The method that I teach is so new to people that I can spend all day explaining the benefits of it and explaining how it works. Instead, I would like to show you the beauty of the people and the depth of our conversations. Instead of praising the method, I would like to introduce you to people who continuously practice it. We did this interview two years ago. When I listen to it now, I can hear how my own pronunciation has changed. I can hear a very clear improvement, which again proves that the method works. In this conversation, we're going to talk about joy in learning, about the importance of a three month investment. Why is it so necessary to spend at least three months with this method? And about many other personal, very, very personal things that get in the way, such as impatience, for example, that get in the way of effective learning. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Feel free to leave a comment and ask questions for myself and for Clara. The episode with the full transcript is going to be available in the community of practice. You can also watch this interview on YouTube. Well, let's listen to it. Hi and welcome. I'm Natalia. Welcome to my channel. Here I speak about the methodology of achieving native-like fluency. I'm not a native speaker myself and I've always been fascinated by this idea of lifelong learning. What can I become? And how far can I go if I continue improving my communication skills in English? What will happen if I continue enhancing my language skills, my speaking skills, my fluency in the English language? Today, I'm inviting you to join a conversation with a guest of mine. I've invited a student of mine. She is an amazing personality, a great professional, and she's fascinated by all the same ideas about learning a language. So I hope you enjoy the conversation. Uh, please welcome Clara. Clara. Thank Hello. you, Natalia, for that nice intro. So, it will hi, be everybody. Yeah, it would be great if you can say a few words about yourself. Sure, with pleasure. So, I'm Clara Feldman and I'm a dentist and I have been working for 20 years and I still enjoy doing it. Uh, however, I totally accept the fact that the vast majority of people do not enjoy doing, going to a dentist, but I am okay with that. and. You know, I really love what I do and, um, you know, I find my profession really rewarding and obviously I'm biased, but, you know, the, reward it, the rewards are constant and we're not talking about financial, we're talking about emotional, social rewards. And, uh, you know, my profession really fuels my desire to learn more. And for the recent, uh, for the last decades, you know, we have received so many innovations because now we work with magnification, with the 3D technologies, we use dental photography and all this improves our, our treatment a lot, really. And uh, of course, you know, now we, we, we all are overwhelmed with the uh, advertising and it's it's crucial to know how to make a right choice and uh, I, I read a lot of you know scientific literature and um, it's crucial to, to you know to know how to navigate the information 
And what do you mean by you read a lot of information? And what do you mean by saying that you we all need to make the right choice? Are you talking about the new equipment and the new technologies that yeah, you're using? Yeah, of course, because yeah, we, we obviously we need our hands and we need our <laughs> great, but we are dentists and we need equipment and materials. And nowadays, um, you know, the dental industry, it's ever changing mm -hmm. industry, actually. So uh, you, you, you have to have, uh, you know, critical thinking skills to, to know what to choose, how to choose and how to navigate. The information I discover. So, what drives a modern dentist to learn English? Well, well, yeah, you know, I could. Well, obviously, I can't speak only for myself, and uh, but you know, for me, English actually it, it was uh, it has been out of question uh, if if I need to speak English because. Uh, you know, from a young age, uh, mm -hmm. when I was just a first-year student, I was a member of uh, International Association of uh, Medical and Dental Students, and that was a great time because, you know, we used to organize international meetings and we had uh, students all over the world, and we also traveled a lot. We visited lots of... Do you mean that students from all over the world would come to Moscow? Yeah, we yeah, organized yeah. here in Moscow international meetings every year, and sometimes even twice a year. And we also, we traveled to different countries and universities. And of course, the only one language to communicate was English. Were your English skills already good back uh, then? I'll tell you, I'll tell you about that. You know, I, I do remember, I still remember my first day in this organization. So I had to meet uh, guys in the airport and they were from Switzerland and uh, I had to, you know, take them to the, the camp and uh, help with accommodation. Of course, I did speak English, but, you know, my English uh, at that moment was good. You know, to tell you about the history of Moscow, about the environmental issues, you know, stuff like this. But I had no vocabulary and no scientific, uh, scientific, but no communication skills. You know, just to to talk about routine, just to discuss, you know, simple things. Like what? Can you give a few? Examples? I, yeah, I, I can tell you. You know, I remember. You know, that evening when I came back home, and you know that my mom is a teacher of English, and I came back with you know such a big eyes, like, mom, how can I say? You know, what is it for? You know ashtray or a trash can or something oh, like that. you didn't that. know English words. I did yeah. just know that and, it, you know, it, it was it, it was essential, you know, it was crucial to, to know the, this vocabulary. And, and she was like, English is a discipline that could only be learned and that can't be taught. <laughs> and you, you didn't, you never paid attention. I was like, oh, come on, <laughs> just give me that, you know, these 10 phrases and that was that. And you know, so I I had no did problem. She, uh, did she eventually? Of course, of course, of course it did. Yeah, of course <laughs> it did. Okay, I was her daughter. Yeah, right. And, but you know, at that time, I didn't pay much attention to the uh, to the quality of my speech, because I had at that moment actually I had no problem with communication skills because you know I was young. We all were at the you know the same level. Yeah. And, and I had no problem with communication at that moment. But, you know, back to to the question of learning now in my profession, it's, it's crucial for me to communicate, to, to be able to communicate 
um, on an absolutely different level, you know. I, I want to speak as an educated person. Okay. That is a different level for you, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Because, you know, now I'm not a 20-year girl, okay. you know, so... So you want to sound or... I want, uh, want to sound. Like I want to sound like an educated person, and uh, I have been always struggling, and I still have this issue with grammar. By now, uh, English is pretty much uh, the language of science, so, <laughs> so we we have to accept this. And you know, if we, you know, have a look, if we think about, you know, all that brilliant clinicians and science. Uh, who pre they present their work in English. A lot of them are not English native speakers. So, you know, global uh, scientific community uh, has settled on English as its uh, language. So you mean that you look up to those professionals and professional clinicians who present their work to the world in the English language? Yeah, of course I, I do. I, I would like to follow them and this is actually what I do. And you know, I see. Not, of course, some literature is translated uh, in, in into Russian, but I have no, you know, reason to limit myself that much. I don't really want to to read um, to to have, you know, this access only to something that was translated for me. It's Why would I, you know? I understand this. So you would like to read the source rather than the interpretation of the source, right? When Absol it comes absolutely, because, you know, I, I'm absolutely sure that translation could never be better than original. But here I have two questions. You know, you got me thinking. So that's interesting. On the one hand, you're saying I want to sound more professional and want to sound more educated, even though you already are educated, you already are professional. Yeah. And, and when people say that, when people explain their motivation, they always say, I want to sound more professional, but they already are professional. So there's sometimes they're just lacking in the vocabulary to express their thoughts or to show their expertise, but they already are professional because when you give yourself a job to sound professional, your brain thinks like it's, you want to do some, something very different because you really are professional. There is a contradiction. You know, you just want to learn to express yourself. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. I think this is probably quite important to accept this fact because otherwise it really, you know, prevent you to move uh, forward in your English learning. What do you mean? Accept what exactly? That you are professional already. It's and fact. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, uh, at the moment when I start to communicate my uh, my ideas, my mm -hmm. professional ideas, my professional thoughts with, uh, you know, some of my colleagues whose level of English, you know, is more advanced. Yeah. You know, this is the moment when I don't feel myself confident. Mm -hmm. And of course, at that moment, you know, all my insecurities, you know, come in. Yeah, you know, I remember when I was uh, in high school, uh, we used to have Peace Corps volunteers in our school, and they would teach English classes maybe once a week or so. And I remember this feeling, because when you speak English to your English teacher, you know that she's also not a native speaker, but the moment you get to talk to a native speaker, you understand that they hear every little mistake you're making. They notice every little thing because it's their first language. So they will hear if you missed an article, they will hear if it's a wrong preposition. I remember that feeling. It actually made me feel quite insecure at first. This realization that I have to work harder because they can hear everything. Anybody. Yes, of course. <laughs> and it, I think it's even more difficult when it comes to, uh, you know, to the situation when you're an adult. I mean, that when you're not a student Yeah. and people expect from you that, you know, your speech should be, you know, clear 
and uh, and you expect right. just from yourself you have pretty well you know pretty what? your bar is pretty high you know you set very high standards for yourself but I actually wanted to come back to this um to the thing that you said so on the one hand you're saying that you want to communicate more professionally right in english you look up to those clinicians who present their work in english and they're non-native speakers and you understand that you can actually do that as well but at the same time this example with ashtrays is fascinating because a lot of people that i work with for example they all are very professional people they're all very competent and they have their job for a reason because they are truly professional but they all share one and the same thing that the higher language skills are the more difficult it is to talk about trivial things you know you practice presenting business reports every day you practice reading scientific literature every day and you're okay with that i mean you can read that information you can listen to a webinar about i don't know dentistry or new technologies and innovations you present to the board of directors, you practice that vocabulary and that business communication style every day. But when somebody asks you, so how was your weekend? Or, and people get like, what do I say? What, I mean, I've never practiced that vocabulary. And it's even harder for people to explain the things that are happening in their head right here, their insights, their ideas, their realizations, because this is what they really don't practice, but this is what they want to learn to communicate. Yeah, I can relate to that, you know, for 100%, absolutely. And, you know, that was actually my, my, you know, problem. And that's why uh, uh, sometimes ago, I really, uh, I, I got stuck mm -hmm. because first I was, you know, so concentrated that uh, I had to improve my grammar and I really had to do that. And, and actually, you know, I, I met a brilliant guy who really... He's really, I think he's gifted in, you know, teaching grammar mm -hmm. and he helped me a lot. But then I, I found out that still, you know, I, I struggle with having spontaneous conversation. And this is exactly what you were talking about. You know, I, I'm pretty much okay, uh, you know, describing, you know, the carious lesion and uh, what could be the consequences if we, you know, are not going to treat and how can we achieve, you know, healing, etc., mm -hmm. etc. But when my colleagues, uh, my foreign colleagues asked me about my weekend. Yeah. This was the moment when I got stuck again. And I was like, what is it? And, and you know, that was actually uh, the, the reason why I started to, to look for something else, because I understood that, you know, I, that I, I can't, you know, move uh, towards my goals and my, you know, my goals were to just to, to be able to, uh, to be spontaneous, to express my ideas and not only about, you know, careers, because, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I love my work. Yeah, I love, really love my work, but it's just a part of my life, you know, and when I was speaking with my uh, colleagues, foreign friends, uh, I saw that they actually have not, no problem with communicating their ideas and uh, with no problem with to have a you know spontaneous conversation etc and not always uh, their vocabulary was it was advanced and it wasn't the matter of you know advanced grammar or something mm -hmm. and and you know maybe you know I took it as an excuse because you know to be honest I, I really um, got you know tired and bored with uh, learning grammar me too. Uh, I, I feel you here. I know. 
And that was, you know, to be honest, that was the other reason why I start to look for the different approach. And um, I started to follow some uh, nature speakers on YouTube, etc. But also it, but it also didn't, you know, give me, um, I can't say, it didn't give me what I was looking for, you know. Didn't resonate, didn't uh, click maybe. I don't know, maybe in the, it resonated, but, you know, it didn't help. Okay. <laughs> well, that's, that's very yeah, precise. I, I, I really know. enjoyed, I really enjoyed the listen to them. And of course, you know, we have that, um, I think it calls, okay, kind of neurons, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, Neural it, pathways, it, you mean? Oh, why? Maybe. Okay. Let, let's keep it like this. Yeah. But, no, it's a you. uh, Okay, something, you know, it some, cells, some cells in your brain. And, you know, when you watch something, when you observe something, you can get this feeling that you can master, you can do the same. Oh, so you kind of identify yourself. Yes. Yeah. So I, I, I cut myself that I was identifying myself with that nature speakers. Yeah. But <laughs> it wasn't so. <laughs> okay. It wasn't so. It was so rather an Asian, right? Yeah. So I really... Um, needed to to practice my you know my let's call it communication skills for that moment i i called it like you know i need to speak more okay so that's what you thought you needed yeah that's what i thought more. i needed and uh now you can imagine how i was surprised when we met mm -hmm. and i thought that okay uh, i need and i thought that i i knew you know i, I had a clear idea of what i need I need to speak, I need to improve my speech. And I was, you know, quite determined and I was ready. I wanted to just speak, to speak mm -hmm. as much as I, you know, can. And then you told me that when I told you, if you remember that, you know, I have a problem with uh, having a good conversation. Mm -hmm. And you told me that, Clara, did you think that sometimes to have a good conversation, uh, it, it, it could be quite helpful to make a pause and to listen? And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> Am I supposed here to learn how to listen, how to keep silent? Because I, I, in, at that moment for me, it was absolutely illogical because I thought if I want to know how to speak, I have to speak more. I mean, if I want to know how to, if I want to, you know, master my running skills, mm. I need to run as much as I can. I was really surprised, but... You know, uh, somehow I decided that, well, okay, if we agreed that to that moment, but to that moment, I, you know, I, I've, I have made a decision that yet yeah, I would like to work with you mm -hmm. because, um, well, simply because I liked how you sounded and, uh, um, you know, you, you were a kind of, you know, um, role model. But at the same time, if you, if we think about all the native speakers that you watched on YouTube's. A lot of them sound a lot better than me because they're native speakers and I'm not. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I even didn't have this in my mind to to compare you with mm -hmm. with native speakers, but uh, it wasn't an issue for me. But what what I saw, you know, I really liked, mm -hmm. and uh, that's why I decided to to follow. And you know, I followed you in a while. Uh, via YouTube, but, but then, you know, it was great that we meet on the webinar and, mm -hmm. and then I, you know, when we communicated, that was the moment I decided that, yes, I would like to work with you. Okay. That's interesting. Actually, actually you know, this example got me thinking about, uh, and you just confirmed that, that it was also 
not easy for you to talk about your weekend or all these everyday issues. And um, I work with a team of software engineers and we practice small talk, which is not an easy thing to do online, especially when everyone is on mute and everybody's just waiting for the minute meeting to start and everybody feels awkward and uncomfortable. But if it's an internal meeting, I think it's a good idea to practice some small talk so that we're all learning to do it in English because in Russian we don't do it. And what do you talk about when you make small talk? Well, how was your weekend? It's a very weather question. <laughs> weather. No, we decided to talk about something personal and he decided to bring up some personal thing. And when I asked him, so what did you do this weekend? He said, a software engineer, he said, I was working in the fields. <laughs> and I, you know, I imagine this uh, southern states in, in the United States back in the 19th century where people are working in the fields. I was like, what, what do you mean? And, you know, it's, it's so funny. We Googled this work, work in the fields and I Googled images and I showed him and I said, is that what you mean that you did this weekend? He said, hell no, no, I didn't do that. <laughs> but again, he said, my English skills are really good and he's really advanced. But he says, day in, day out, all day long, I speak about my software projects. I communicate with my clients. I know when the app is going to be delivered. I know how to handle difficult things, but no one ever asks me how my weekend has been, you know, mm -hmm. and it kind of made me feel a little, even sad a little bit, but this, he said, this is just, this was the first word that came to my mind, you know, field, but it turns out what he wanted to say, he wanted to say that he bought a small plot of land and he started developing his garden. Yeah, that's pretty much different. Yeah, that's it? what he wanted to say. So he spent his weekend working and developing his garden. You know, he's just starting. He just bought this plot of land, but he ended up saying it was working in the field. And and that is, um, it's not that it's funny. I'm not making fun of him or other people who are struggling to say that, but it just confirms your finding as well. And I think the reason is very simple: is people never practice that. Absolutely, yeah. We, we we just didn't have a chance to do that, you know, to to speak with whom, you know, uh, because otherwise, if if I try to, you know, and I I really tried, you know, to do a kind of self study, but you know, I, I felt myself so, so silly, you know, and it, it sounded like it was a you know topic. How did I spend last summer? Oh, you, mean you know. We all have this at school and, you know, it didn't work. You mean it, it felt silly to practice on your own, right? It, it felt silly and well, because also, you know, I didn't know, now I know, but to the, at that moment, you know, I didn't know that, you know, that algorithm, that, you know, the, the rules, because what I did, it was, you know, quite similar to what I uh, have done at school, you know, just the right topic, how I spent my weekend. It was so boring and there was no life. Uh, at, at this topic and that's okay you brought up this algorithms and you said like you started doing something different could you elaborate on that a little bit what have you started doing differently now everything <laughs> okay. absolutely let's start somewhere <laughs> uh, yeah yeah i think you know uh, we can rephrase this in terms of what surprised me you know what did not surprise me what you surprised know? you the most about our work together uh, the most i would say you know, I didn't expect, absolutely, and actually I wasn't ready uh, for that, that I will have learned uh, so many things about myself. What do you mean? Uh, I mean, you know, if if someone would, uh, would ha had told me that, you know, I should, you know, explore myself, mm -hmm. explore my true self and do some inner work uh, to refine my English, you know, I would have never signed up for that. I never <laughs> told you that. I, I never, never and you never told me that. Yeah, but 
the thing the thing is that uh, you actually interrupted all the patterns uh, of learning English, you know, in my opinion. And uh, but but the beauty of your approach, or the secret of your approach, if you will, uh, that this inner work uh, and uh, working on learning on you know learning English, uh, all this happens simultaneously. And you know every time we work, because from the very beginning, uh, when you told me and you did tell me that that uh, my inner state, my emotional state. Uh, matters, I was like, okay, so what? It, it you know, I didn't understand. I didn't argue at that moment, but I really could not, you know, figure out for myself what is it. I was like, okay, let, let, let's switch to grammar, mm -hmm. give me more vocabulary, etc., etc. Let's do some exercises. Mm -hmm. But then when we start to work, every time we work, you brought my attention, or even I see that connection which is actually straightforward that link is straightforward between my inner state but between my okay let's call it personality because uh, at that moment i didn't know what is not not like i didn't want but i didn't think about my inner state mm -hmm. etc because i was overwhelmed with all the all the new things so you know but i i started immediately i started to see that link between my personality and the way i express myself the way i speak in english in english and in Russian. And in Russian. And well. in Russian. And that was quite painful moment for me. So, and, and you know, I do remember the, the first month was really tough. And for that reason, it's really, I think that's so, you know, awesome to, to say that, you know, we have to start uh, with three months. Three months is minimum. And yeah, that's, that's what so I told true. You. And yeah. that's so true. And uh, because, you know, uh, the first month, you know, everything was new and it was really difficult. And really, I had that, you know, feeling like all this could be achieved only with the level of calm, you know, normally only achieved by Zen masters. <laughs> really, I realized it, maybe one of the first uh, things that I, I, f I have found out about myself that I really had zero patience. And... And I had this feeling like I'm I'm moving towards my goals with the speed of a glacier, you know, and that was really so. That was hard, and that was in a way annoying. Mm -hmm. But that that was because you know I didn't. I I was in love with my goals really, and I had a you know quite. Um, distinct goals mm -hmm. so you knew what you wanted to achieve. i i read yeah I, I knew what i wanted and you helped me also to figure out you know my goals but uh you know that was that and i was waiting for that you know to achieve and i was looking uh, for shortcuts and and for that reason you know i, I couldn't enjoy the process and it was a you know raw stress for the, for the first two months and of course, um, but but after third months, you know, I really you know felt a progress. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I stuck. Then you got stuck. I got stuck. Yeah, but then I got stuck, and uh, you know, I experienced that you know uh, overused <laughs> word like self sabotage. But this is exactly what I experienced. Can we just? 
elaborate on that for a second. It's yeah, if you reflect on your results now, do you see why three months was necessary? Like what were you able to understand after this three months? So okay, you learned that you had zero patience. Okay, but did you find a way to overcome it? Um well, I don't know, maybe it's quite personal, but for me, it, it really worked uh, that three months because maybe first month was, you know, what was really, it was just, uh, I was meeting with myself. <laughs> I was meeting with, uh, you know, your tools and approach and... Um, just maybe for everyone to, um, to make it a little bit clearer for everyone, if you could just summarize what personal qualities or what behavioral patterns can prevent a person from really advancing their communication skills. So you said that you became aware of a lot of your own behaviors and thinking patterns. And I'm sure a lot of people have the same. If you could maybe summarize what, what patterns prevent people from moving on, what did you discover about yourself? Uh, well, what prevented me, because, you know, I can speak only for myself, first, impatience, okay. of course. Uh, but what helps here, I uh -huh. can tell you, uh, is trust. Because I really trust you. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Uh, it was my gut feeling or it was my, you know, head. I don't know what, what was, or it was probably, it was all together. But I really, um, you know, otherwise I wouldn't, you know, continue, you know, I wouldn't wait for, for the third month. Come on, I would just quit. And uh, so I trusted you. But at that moment, I wish I would know that it, and it was pretty much uncomfortable. I told you that it was quite stressful for me. But I wish I would know that, come on, if I acquire, try, if I'm trying to acquire new skills, how on earth it could be comfortable? I think I and told you about my experience with dentists. Maybe. It's never comfortable, <laughs> but it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. And you know, this also, you know, when I when I um, uh, you know, figure out that it was absolutely uncomfortable for me, and you know, I got stuck, and I was thinking, oh, should I continue or not? Because mm -hmm. I, I was really overwhelmed. Then I decided to, to, you know, to trace, you know, my feelings. Why uh, do I feel, un feel uncomfortable? What really uh, caused that discomfort? Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I realized that, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable uh, making mistakes. Of course, the other thing that I'm together with, uh, with another person who is constantly pointing out, you know, my mistakes and I'm an adult and I have my field of expertise. Of course, this is absolutely not comfortable situation, but what really prevented me uh, from quitting was that every time it wasn't comfortable at all, but every time it was quite effective after each session, I, I had this feeling like uh, I have learned something I have. I had acquired something. So I, I, every time I received quite tangible results. This is at the core of my philosophy. Everything you do should bring, should give you this sense of accomplishment because otherwise, why are you doing that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. When, when people say, okay, I practice my English skills. How do you practice your English skills? I watch movies with and without subtitles three times a week. Okay. But what do you learn from that? Yeah, absolutely. So every time we finish our session, 
I, you know, I've got something mm -hmm. and, and that was great. And I, you know, not only I received something, but I knew how to, you know, to put it into practice. Do you believe you can put this, you can use all these tools that you have learned on your own? Absolutely not. <laughs> and because you're not or not yet? Uh, not yet. No, not yet, obviously. But um, I can say that I really love all the tools you gave me. And uh, why I'm so sure that absolutely not yet, just because I also, you know, uh, experienced that, you know, feeling when after three months I decided to, and actually I planned that, to make a pause and to figure out what is going on and what, uh, you know, were my results and the progress. And also I decided, oh, I know, and now I know so many, you know, resources and, you know, tools, how to do this. And I planned to, to use this month also to improve, et cetera, et cetera. And I ended up doing absolutely nothing. Why did that happen? So you, let's, if I understand correctly, you finished after all this three months of intensive learning, you decided to take a break to uh, try to apply everything you've learned on your own? Yeah, because first of all, uh, all these uh, three months, you know, were quite intense for me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't plan to, uh, to you know, uh, to keep up this pace. It, it was too intense to me. Uh, but also, yeah, I, I just, you know, I don't know. For me, it was quite, you know, natural to make a pause. And... Um, and I really wanted to, to, to try to, you know, to try this self-study, to try to, to see if I can do it myself. To try the self-study approach on your own, right? Yeah, yeah. To see what I can do myself because, you know, it seemed so easy when we, was, when we were working. It was really so easy to, to do all this. But then for some, you know, re I don't know, for some strange reason, I decided, you know, to speed up the process that, okay, uh, I, I did because at that moment I did I couldn't accept that you know idea of lifelong learning. <laughs> yeah, so I, that, that is it. Sounds like no. forever. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like forever. And so I decided to, and you gave me actually all the algorithm, everything, and I decided, okay, so th there is an algorithm of you know ten points okay we will skip the first uh, the fourth and you know the two lines. i don't need that in the yeah, battle, i don't you know, need i can go straight okay i'm going to pick up more advanced text mm -hmm. and then you know i felt like i am i don't know anything <laughs> there are so many new words and every time i tried to do that you know i, I got upset and I ended up doing nothing because I didn't want to upset myself, you know. So you mean you couldn't cope with that? I, I couldn't cope. I'm and I sure. do remember that I was, you know, I was near to um, to quit, actually. And But some, you know, part of me, you know, <laughs> wanted to move forward. And that was the moment when I decided to... Uh, to to pay the next month, to pay the next course with you, just, you know, to uh, not to, you know, have this, uh, you know, possibility to quit. And I remember how I told you, because then we, we continue, we resume our work. And uh, on the first hour session, I didn't tell you anything. And you gave me as usual a homework. And I didn't uh, do that, not because I had no time, because I didn't want to do that, because I did, I realized that, you know, m my life is quite intense and 
uh, I thought that, you know, in, in, I had that mindset that, you know, to achieve a success, I have to um, find, you know, one hour every day uh, to study English. And of course I didn't because it was absolutely impossible for me. And, and then, you know, I remember how I told you that I didn't do exercise, I didn't do a home task because I, I, I simply don't want to. And it was really, you know, I'm so grateful to you that, you know, you did not, because I was ready that, you know, you will, you, you will ask me, okay, what's the problem, but uh, how much time uh, did you, you know, spend, et cetera, et cetera. But it was like, okay, tell me exactly what did you do? All the conversation instead, right? Instead, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't expect that, and then we just, you know, quite quickly, we 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 have figured out what was my problem that you know I you know mixed up uh, the algorithm, the rules, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and. He just complicated your work so much that he couldn't feel neither joy nor sense of accomplishment. Absolutely. And I remember you told me, okay, how long it took you and how many steps did you do? And said, okay, I, I've done, let's say, five steps and it took me 15 minutes. And you was like, you know, with the face with no emotions, no judgment, nothing at all. You said, okay, so it takes you 15 minutes to feel miserable. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, I can... <laughs> I can write, you know, five rules to get yourself miserable. To get yeah. to that miserable state, right? Absolutely, yeah, to get to that miserable state. Yeah, and I was like, oh my God. And then, you know, it was really so helpful when you helped me to, to establish my, my English routine. Mm -hmm. And I remember you told me, Clara, you have to be real with yourself. How much time you can afford to spend daily? And I was like, 15 minutes, and and then I was like, she's going to quit <laughs> working with me after this. I said, okay. But I said, but Natalia, I understand. I am an adult that 15 minutes is not enough. Where, and where I, does this concept come from? Everybody wants to say, I'm ready to spend one hour. I'm ready to spend two hours. But in reality, they know that they don't have one hour every day. They have 15 minutes max. Well, I thought it was only me. No. Oh. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I don't know. This is such a philosophical, you know, question. That's Maybe, a rhetorical question. Yeah, that's a rhetorical that. question. Maybe because, you know, we just want to, to, to be better than we are, actually. Well, maybe it's just uh, something that we hear a lot that you need to spend at least two hours a day if you want to improve, you know, or maybe because English because classes I think, last. I think, you know, the, the, the whole process of you know, learning, I think it, it has this, you know, certain connotation and as, it's associated with, uh, you know, with determination, with self-discipline, with willpower. But I really, you know, I can't you, you stay on track for quite a long time just using my willpower and self-discipline. Me neither. I could never do uh, that. And also, I remember, I don't know if you do, uh, your question about the joy and when you asked me, you know, so casually, like, uh, but Clara, uh, do you really enjoy the process of learning of our work? And I was like, what? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> and he told me that, but you, you, you're supposed to enjoy it. That's the key. Mm -hmm. 
And that was, you know, the, the, the changing point, actually, because, you know, when you helped me to figure out what can I do in 15 minutes and what is more important, what can I accomplish in 15 minutes and obviously to, to feel joy, to feel, you know, to, to, to receive this feeling of accomplishment. And, you know, this was the moment when I started to enjoy the process and when I started to be in love with my, you know, learning journey, and I accepted that fact that, yes, it, it could be, I agree to have it as a lo lifelong, long life. Right. Just, uh, lifelong. Well, it sounds like a tongue twister for me. <laughs> lifelong learning. Yeah, lifelong learning. Yeah. But it, actually, it's a good tongue twister. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's important, Gary. It's, it's easier to accept it if you know that you're going to do something every day. It's going to take you 15 minutes, and you're going to enjoy it, and you're going to get see results. But I see it. I see honestly. I see it is the the only one way actually. Because the more you do it, the less time you need to do it. So what used to take you 40 minutes, if you continue doing it, eventually it will take you three. I just know for for a fact. Yeah, yeah, and but also, you know, in my in my uh, case, it, it was so important that you know I can accomplish something. Not like I just start, not like I just do something, but I accomplish it. When I complete every exercise, it is also at the core of my philosophy. I do an exercise, I make sure that I accomplish the exercise. I complete it. I complete the exercise, and then I ask myself, okay, Natalia, on a scale from one to ten, how much did you enjoy this work? Do you do that as well? Uh, honestly, not yet, but it, I, I feel really, you know, I feel now I feel joy and it's not a torture for me, mm -hmm. you know, anymore to, to do something and, uh, but I mean, this is something that you can measure because some tasks will be boring. Let's be honest. And I just measure my level of joy consistently. Okay. This task, okay. Eight or nine on a scale from one to 10, how much joy do you bring me? Eight. Nine, ten, great. Mm -hmm. If I start noticing that some tasks don't bring that, don't bring me that much joy. So let's say it's it's a consistent five, mm -hmm. or it's always six. It means I need to change something. So I use it to self-diagnose my learning process, and it means I simply need to correct the course of action. It doesn't mean I have to feel miserable. It simply means I'm either doing something that I that probably the content is not interesting. Mm -hmm. Probably I'm doing more than I can handle. Probably I'm learning at the wrong time. Maybe. At the wrong time of the day, you know, when I'm thinking about other things, when I'm thinking about work, instead of focusing on the learning process, I use it simply to correct my learning process, my learning routine. You know, th that's why I, I told you that you interrupted all the patterns <laughs> of learning language because I, I have never ever uh, had this idea that, you know, I can measure uh, the joy, I can measure how it is, you know, interesting for because me. this way you can see very tangible results all the time and when you see that you are actually making progress you're not just do you're not just enjoying the process for the sake of the process and you're never arriving yeah it, at it sounds results. like a hobby yeah exactly you cannot have english as a hobby all your life you want to see some tangible results and by doing by implementing this very small steps you can see very tangible progress regularly that helps me to stay on track and you mentioned so many things, so many interesting things that I think many people can relate to. For example, everybody, almost everybody can agree and will agree to suffer for three to more months, three or four months or longer because they want the result that they want. And they're ready to suffer. They're not, 
it doesn't even cross their mind that they can enjoy the process. So, and people, okay, I, I know it's going to be tough. I know I will, I will do it. I will stick to it because in four months I'll get my certificate or whatever. It probably works if you really, if your goal is to get a certificate, but I know that I'm, I'm going to continue doing this. I know that I'm not going to quit in four months. So I had to figure out a way for myself to integrate it into my daily routine. How do I do it every day? How do I continue to get results? And how do I prevent self-sabotage? Yeah, and you know, that's why it's so important to to find the right mentor. You know, I wouldn't even call you a teacher because for me it's quite different, you know, notion. Probably that's what and I did. mentorship. <laughs> and, and yeah, mentorship. And also, you know, what I really uh love is the content that you uh, that 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 you give uh, to your students and uh, to me particularly, I mean your fantastic library, mm -hmm. and because I think that I don't know if it is your secret uh, or you did it unintentionally, but uh, you really uh, invite to read so interesting uh, things and to listen to such you know deep things that it it really you know um, helps to. It, it, it really helpful in, in that learning process because it helps to understand, you know, myself better. Because I never separate English from my personality. So I add things that are interesting to me, to that library, and I invite students to explore what's interesting to them because they can also add stuff. They can suggest something that's interesting to them. When you look at English as just a discipline that is separate from your personality, you're never going to succeed at it. You can achieve a very basic level and very certain level that is always finite. When we talk about infinite learning process, it is inseparable from your personality. And your thinking patterns, as you noticed yourself, I, you said that you realized that your communication skills and patterns were pretty much the same in English and in Russian, right? Yeah, but also, you know, when, when you, I think when, when you try to, when you're learning uh, foreign language, uh, this is the moment also when all when all your insecurities come. That's so why again I'm saying it's inseparable from your personality, and I don't want people to understand that we had purely psychological sessions. No, we never it did. Was not at all. <laughs> yeah, it was never. We we never did. These are all the insights and realizations that you arrived at yourself. We really had like we we improved our English skills. We worked on improving our English skills. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, and and sometimes the you know the insights. Uh, come, you know, I come across that insights and that, you know, s thoughts just, you know, during the day and yeah. w when I do not, you know, uh, do any exercises like it was with the pauses mm -hmm. when I realized that, you know, wh when I speak Russian, it it's no problem for me and I really make pauses. It's quite natural and I'm absolutely okay with them. But when uh, it comes to speak English, uh, I was really afraid to make pauses because, you know, the the fear of, uh, you know, being judged. So people could think you have nothing to say. Be, yeah, because people might think, and I understand, you know, that sounds so silly, but this mm -hmm. is what I experienced, that people might think that I just can't come up with a word or I have nothing to say. And it, it you know, I, I really, when I realized that, you know, I was like, oh my God, what is it? And and this is what really prevented me to 
to speak, you know, fluently, and this was one of my goals, you know. So important to understand all these things about yourself because this is how you learn. And as I said, you probably most likely apply the same learning patterns to every other skill you learn in life. And the way you communicate in English pretty much reflects how you think, how you communicate in your first language, and how you communicate at work, everywhere else. Yeah, and you, you know, there is another thing I'm grateful to you for. Uh, that it, you really showed me the way to to learn pretty much everything. That's uh, what I kind of, that's what works for me. And I try to share it with people. I understand that I cannot have private English classes for the rest of my life. It's just not what I can afford. And I don't think it's sustainable. I don't think it makes sense. At the same time, I want to continuously improve. And what I am passionate about is native-like fluency. Accomplish all the possible levels when you have got all the possible certificates, this is where it begins. You already are fluent, you already are very good, but it's not enough for you. You just want to keep going because it makes no sense to stop. And the only strategy here is to teach yourself how to continuously improve. This is why I call it that self-study exploratory approach. But this approach is so new to people, as you said. Absolutely. It's yeah. mind-blowing for most people. So you just need to invest some time to show a person how it works to make sure that they understand how it works together with a coach. We do some exercises together. They understand how to work with feedback. They learn to apply it themselves. They make a million mistakes until they learn to apply it to their life, uh, until they make sure it agrees with their personality because everyone is very different. And they find a way to, or they find room for this routine, for this practice in their everyday routine. Yeah, exactly. And actually, uh... In my case, uh, I saw results immediately. Mm -hmm. So it was uncomfortable, but you saw results It was uncomfortable, but the results, uh, you know, uh, it was immediate results. I mean, it's like, you know, we, we have discussed that, uh, you know, the metaphor uh, with a cold shower mm -hmm. really, you know, really correlates, it has a high correlation. But it's uncomfortable, but it, you see results. Yeah, it's absolutely uncomfortable, but you have fantastic results right after. And a visit to a dentist. It's absolutely <laughs> uncomfortable in your dental chair, but you see results immediately after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, I didn't expect that we have so many in common. So many things in common, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's true. Well, thank you very much for all your insights, for sharing your ideas. Guys, if you have any questions for Clara, please write them in the comments. If you enjoy this conversation, let us know. Thank you. It was a joy. Thanks for having me. Thank you.